This is a Think Live B production. My personal trainer canceled on me. What? I was up at 4.30 for nothing. You're not allowed to... As a personal trainer, you're not allowed to cancel on Not your after clients. somebody, has, especially if you're waking up early like right? that. Right? Like, like I had a 5 a.m. appointment. You. <laughs> Do you get like a discount then? Because that's the way it is if you cancel on them up until like a- 24 like, hours, I yeah, have Yeah, I still wife. get charged. So uh, if you cancel on me, does that mean I get a free session? I move my appointment date to a different day is what he'll do, so- but I was still up at 4.30 and I still went to the gym. Did I do the routine that he had for me? No. But did I get there? Yeah. Wait, hold on. I need more information. Got a lot of energy. Did he cancel on you at the last minute? Uh, Yeah. So he checked in the night before and I thought I responded, but I was in the chaos of fireworks and there's like 100,000 people at Lake Yola last night. And I thought I responded. I didn't. But he was checking to confirm at like 8 p.m. last night. Didn't respond. And then this morning I was like, I saw his text. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I thought I responded. Yes, I'll be there. And then he responded saying that he'll he was, have to cancel. He was deciding whether or not he was going to have those drinks. Right. <laughs> he didn't hear back from you, so and he had that like, extra yeah. cocktail. That's, that's, that, that's that was that my is. secondary thought. But, yeah. you know, I wanted to give people the benefit no, of the no, doubt. Okay? No. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Well, we always talk about that, like where you you confirm the appointment. If I don't hear back from you then I don't want to go to the appointment. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. He yeah. didn't hear back from you, so it was like, forget you. Yeah, exactly. But, but you have to set that expectation that that's how you're handling it, I think. Yeah. Or make it more clear. Like, hey, if I don't hear back from you by 9 p.m., I will not be there in the morning. So please respond or we'll reschedule for another time. Yeah, which, I mean, <laughs> he didn't, but I'm not upset about it because it's the first time it's happened. But, I mean, if you do it again a couple times, I'm just like, what the heck, bro? <laughs> do I need to find somebody else? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, I mean, at least, like, let's say I did it to check my phone and I got there. It's, like, five minutes away from my house. Whereas, like, if that happened at, for an appointment and you're all the way in Winter Garden, that's a 45-minute drive. So Well, that's why we I'm um, so specific about that because, yeah, if I'm going on a listing appointment and – Central Florida, it's huge, and I could drive an hour to a listing appointment. I want to make sure that person remembered and is going to be there, and not just be there, but is like prepared for the appointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So that's right. why that's it's the so most, important. That's the important part, right? Yeah. Is that they're prepared. I don't want to show up the and then like, oh yeah, I forgot you were coming. No. <laughs> right. Okay, this is going to be Didn't great. You have somebody once who said, "I just took two Percocet or something like that." <laughs> what? <laughs> what was like, that? I did not take that listing. <laughs> I did though. Oh, I just I, took two Percocet. Come on in. What year was that? It wasn't that long wasn't ago. That really? Long. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. Maybe like five or six years ago. But honestly, like if I think back to that time, I probably now would say, oh, well, looks and we're going to have to reschedule yeah. because I want you, you to You went be able- on the appointment still? Well, you told me when I got there. Oh she was there at the I house. walked in the house. I don't know what Percocets do to people, but like it sounds like it's a drug. I that's think like- it's a drug. I think they're like- uh, you know, like a uh, tranquilizer kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> and then he got in his recliner. And <laughs> did he sign the paperwork? No. Oh I, my didn't, I didn't take that listing. That was, that was a bizarre one. Um, but anyways. <laughs> well, that's why like for appointments, you have your systems for it now. Yeah. When did you start doing the systems for the appointments? 
I don't know, <laughs> like years ago. I mean, there's system. There's everything's been added onto. Bit well, by that's bit. what I was gonna yeah. say. Like the a so it's system never done. system for an appointment. Like probably right away, there was a plan of like, okay, I take an appointment, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to follow up. But the added on p- part of um, getting people to show up has only happened in the last probably year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it came from having maybe two or three years. It came from adding team members where mm-hmm. when you add team members, your numbers start to go down a little bit. Right, because they're because setting appointments for you. Or, or they're setting appointments for themselves, themselves, but they're not qualifying the appointment and then the appointment doesn't show up. So the number of sets who held appointments starts to go down. Mm-hmm. And that's frustrating for everyone. So then we've adjusted, adapted to try to like get, make, get people in the seats when they set the appointments. Get them there and or just make sure that it should be set. Or if they're not going to show up, that at least you know about it. Yeah. And then I think there was a little bit we've even adjusted over the last year because of COVID and having virtual appointments and realizing that, like, that's really easy for people to cancel because <laughs> right. they don't have to go anywhere. And not just cancel, like, no show, no yeah, call. Not not no even. Call, no yeah, show. ghosted. 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 Last year. Got ghosted. Yeah. And now I didn't the- really that much, but, like, it happened. Now working in the... <laughs> New th- another thing into the system about telling them the amount of preparation that needs to be done before the before the appointment. Well, I think that makes sure that they're serious too. That right. I got from the the mega listing agent class that um, just wrapped up that I was part of. That like you do, you tell them when you're setting the appointment that okay, great. So I'm going to be preparing. Um, usually we spend about two to four hours on our listing presentation and making sure preparing for the preparing listing. for our listing consultation. And so I just want to make sure that this time, like everybody's going to be there. We're going to be on time. Right. We're going to make good, you know, purposeful. If anything changes, please let us know in advance because we're preparing for right. this. Then they this know is not a yeah. Then they know that you're just not stopping by. Yeah, kind of a thing. Right. And then that was that reminded me that was another thing that was added years ago is making sure you you just did it like it was the script but it had to be added in which was making sure that everybody who needs oh. to be at the appointment is, is there is at yeah. the appointment ask making sure of that before where you show up and go yeah my husband had to run out for a while i'm just going to fill him in on what yeah. on what what you said and stuff that happened a few times back in the when you first started and that's, you figured that that's, why is that important that's probably a normal thing for that that still happens. <laughs> yeah, but it's a uh, well, it's all, well, it's eighty five percent. Oh, eighty five percent, eighty five percent. Well, and I just mean that um, sometimes even when you said like, so you're you know you find out that they have a spouse or significant other or somebody that's involved in the decision making process, and you you make sure that that person's going to be there, and then you go and they're not there, and you're like, yeah. what? I thought so and so was going to be here, and you know what happens? Because this happened recently, I went to an appointment. Which that one was just a debacle, I think, because I, number one, it was propositioned as not a listing consultation. It was more like a pre-listing one-stepper. <laughs> but when I, or the first step of two-stepper. Of a two-stepper. Right. Um, but then when I got there, I was like, oh, I don't know, this feels like I'm, I think that I've mis, um, misprepared, you know? And, but the husband was supposed to be there and he wasn't there. So then I also was like, well, I'm going to get you know, get the hell out of here because I'm like, this is killing time and the other person's not even here. Anyways, I didn't take that listing. (laughs) So, so you have, you, you make sure, you make sure that that 
happens or like you confirm both parties going to be there when you're setting the appointment. Right. Yes. Well, because you don't know who the decision maker is. And in that scenario, there was like a lot more going on to it, but they, um, they ended up listing with somebody else. And I'm like, well, I didn't even get to meet with you both. Meet with you both. Right. Um, so when you Why te- you have to preface. Oh, actually that happened twice in the last year. Now that I think about it, where both times the female wife <laughs> said, um, yeah, the husband will be there. And then I got there and the husband wasn't there. And it's kind of insulting to tell someone like, oh, I'll come back when your husband's here. So I proceed and I go about my mm-hmm. business. And then I find out that they decided to list with someone else because guess what happens at the end of the listing consultation? Well, I need to talk to my husband about this. Right. And they likely both were present for that other listing consultation with the other agent. Or the one that, yeah, the one that's ha- going to happen next right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so I need to talk to my husband about it. Well, great. I wish that I would have had a chance to meet him. Yeah, because it's like telephone at that point. Like well, the yeah, game. they're yeah. just re- repeating back and all the nuance and the conversation is lost. And that mm-hmm. whole we've talked about before in the listing consultation where you're getting people to decide on a price. If one person isn't in the room and then they say, so what did what did Catherine think the price was? Right. Oh, well, we said we probably want to list around 400. Oh no way! We're this not house doing. This is way worth way more than that. It's going to be four fifty. Right. Well, he didn't see any of the comparables. The yeah, and we didn't go through that conversation. That's together. why I think I think it's you show up at somebody's house and one of them who was one of the decision makers isn't there. It is whether you want to call it insulting or not. They insulted you first by not taking it serious enough. And in my opinion, what I would do is say, "Well, Joe." is one of the decision makers of whether or not you're going to, on what the price of this house is going to sell for and blah, 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 and all those things. And then when she says yes, I'd say, well, then Joe needs to be at our appointment. That's the, that's the way that this works. Yeah, that's easier said than done. I know, but that, I mean, what you're, what you end up doing is wasting your time. But can I just say something? You wasted your time twice. You wasted your time going out there (sighs) and then you wasted your time a second time by going through the process. And then on top of that, when they go with the other, person the other agent then you get insulted a third time so but can i say something because that's easier said than done and i like to be more i like to be real on this podcast where like you go you go take these classes and stuff and you think these people that you're learning from are like perfect no everybody makes mistakes sometimes people like you do everything right in the conversation and somebody still doesn't show up and then it is really not that easy to tell someone I'm sorry. I know that you're a grown adult, but um, your husband needs to be here. <laughs> well, I would say, is your does your I mean, does your husband have to sign anything in order for this house to be sold? Yeah, yes. Then doesn't it stand I, a reason that he should be here listening to everything that's going on? Well, sure. <laughs> but I what I would say is, if I've learned anything, is then try to get a secondary appointment with the other person. Um. So that you can have, have that conversation. Okay, well, how with many them? times have has that other person not been there, and percentage wise, and then you've still taken the listing anyway? What do you mean? Like Joe, the husband, oh, wasn't no. there. No, so no. I, I mean, he's t- you can't take the listing without the person that needs to sign the papers. Right. So what? So oh wait, maybe there is one time I can think of where I got all the signatures and then I had to send the paperwork, but I don't remember what that was about. That right. might have been like. A parent was on the deed with someone. That's that <laughs> is different, <laughs> and that and that's my point. Then what's the, then there is there's no loss then. 
because you're not going to get the listing anyway. So this guy, what <laughs> calling you out? <laughs> well, listen, we're this in our podcast, which oh by the way, oh yeah, woo, that was a good one. I'm that was really transition good. Transition to our opener, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is our podcast. It's called uh, Seeking the Best, and we talk about you know, seeking the best in ourselves as realtors and real estate professionals and trying to overcome the personal hurdles. And guess what? This is one of them is going to an appointment and some, and and somebody not being present or, um, not qualifying the appointment properly so that you even knew that the other person existed before you arrived. Um, and I'm your host. Sorry, you guys. I If this is your first time listening, I'm terrible at getting the opener in so people know what they're listening to. Um, but I'm your host, Catherine Stelges. Across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And then our sound engineer, producer extraordinaire, Patrick Fatiga. Hello. Who thinks he knows everything. I don't. I know I don't know everything, but... That's the fun I, of it. Just I just kidding. sit back and listen. I'm just kidding. And just quietly judge. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you make mistakes. I, I mean, like, again, recently I was talking with somebody and got to the end of the uh, appointment setting conversation and qualified the appointment, set it, and then went to do the preparation part and saw somebody else's name on the deed. And I was like, oh, that person didn't come up in conversation. Isn't that I should weird? Go, should go back and clarify who this person is. And um, and it was it was his wife. And, and so then I, uh, all I did though, before that was just call back up and say, Hey, I just realized that there's somebody else on the deed. Um, so who is this? And he said, it's my wife. And I was like, Oh, okay, great. Um, is she able to make it to the appointment on blah, 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 blah at this time? And he said, yeah, she'll be there. That was easy enough. Right. And now had he said. They were normal people. No, they were not. Not trying to hide it from each other. (laughs) No, that's what I meant. Like not, not trying to like hide that there was. Right. Like, a, or like, you like know, some we're fake scenario, yeah. I'm trying to sell the house out from underneath <laughs> there or any of that kind of stuff. It Ouch. was normal. But sometimes even when it's not a spouse situation like that, like you mm. get parents yeah. involved um, and the That's kids. That's always fun. The kids, parents are involved. <laughs> parents are deal killers. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but when parents are involved, especially on like the selling side, I think more so than even the buying side. Oh, like they help them buy. They help them buy. The they're, so they're on the deed. Right. Um, that the kids will, first of all, usually the parents, maybe they don't even live here. Um, and the kids will say, uh, oh yeah, that's my dad or that's my mom. Um, but that, you know, we're the owners, we pay the bills. They're not really involved. They just helped us get this house. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that's not true because <laughs> guess what? They have opinions on how much that house is worth. Right. They made an investment. They ma- it was, yeah. If they put money into it or even just co-signed. They have um they have interest in the property. Yeah. Like and they they care about their kids' future too. And so they do have opinions on things. And maybe that's when that kind of thing happens is well, we will at some point need your parents' signature mm-hmm. for this to in order for this to happen. So why don't you give me their contact information? That way I can kind of call and introduce myself and blah, blah, blah. And then you as the listing agent can Figure out whether there's an involvement or not before you get all the way down the road of getting photos done, a sign in the yard, and all of a sudden, then there's an issue. The the most recent one, um, we just set it up so that they would zoom in because mm. they didn't live here. Mm-hmm. So we set it up so that they would zoom into the call while we were doing the listing presentation. So then at the end of it, it really was like, okay, 
we're ready. Are you guys ready to sign? And the answer is really easy because they're all there yeah. and they can kind of that's look great. at each other. Yeah. Get them all. Everyone and say, yeah. yeah, I feel good about this. Let's do this thing. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I did that. I, I think last year or the year before too, even before zoom was like a big thing. We had one of the, one of the people was in a different country at the time. So we set it up so that she could zoom oh, in right. I remember that. And, and hear the whole conversation so that at the end of the conversation, we could all say, do we agree on the price? Do we mm-hmm. agree on the commission? Do we agree on the start mm-hmm. date expectation, the terms, you know, so we can all say, because so many things come up, it's not just how much are we selling it for? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Getting, all parties need to be get there. Get all parties in there. Or like I said, if you, if you get there and they're not there, then- you know, get them on Pat FaceTime. says you can. Just, well, I, I say you got nothing to lose. You well, can either, you could. I, you can what, either what not. What Kayla just said. What? She said get him on FaceTime. You just say, you could say like, well, yeah. hey, can we get him on the on the phone? Or but can you've we had that, you've had that guy, that situation too, where he's like, well, I'm running errands all day. Yeah, yeah. I'll do the appointment while I'm running errands. No, and he's driving you know? and it's like down in the yeah. cup, cup holder. Like my, whole th- <laughs> my whole thing with that was, was look, either. You can say, well, we're not going to have this appointment today, even though I've told you I prep, prep, prepare for two hours before I come and blah, blah, blah. And everybody needs to be there. And then I show up and not everybody's here. Well, we can I'm going to work. We can either reschedule or you can go and go through the process of having the appointment. Either way, you're not getting paperwork signed that day. Yeah. Either way. It doesn't matter. Well, you just- so you might as well roll the dice and reschedule to have the real listing appointment yeah you could just shorten it and and like just walk the house and say you know Mm -hmm. thanks so much for letting me preview it so when is your husband uh, available let's get this rescheduled so that we're all right now while we're in the room yeah yeah and if they find that as a a waste of time to them then that's just them because they're okay with wasting your time well so they don't just to be fair they don't view it as wasting your time because they think they're the decision maker and they're just going to tell um they're going to tell their spouse about it comes back to expectation expectations but we we sometimes say like if you made a decision without me or not even without me you i'm still involved but like you hear the pitch mm-hmm. and then you come talk to me mm-hmm. and then we decide what we want to do. Yeah. It's not buying or selling a house though. I'm just, I'm <laughs> just saying like, it's like, it's like deciding whether or not we want them to replace all the polybutylene plumbing or just the part that's leaking. Like I might make that decision or something, but, but not to buy and sell a house. Well, it's a big, it's a big deal to do that. And it's like, that's just, I'd be mad if Sean did that. I'd just be mad if you flat out just made decisions on the house and everything. Yeah, well, it's like it's like the idea of the idea that somebody thinks that you could go into a, that the, the agent is going to come in and give me a listing appointment about this house, and somehow in the forty five minutes of this expert talking to me, um, I am going to be able to relay all of that information and answer any questions that my significant other may have. Uh, eight hours later when we have a conversation about it says to me that the expectations of what that appointment was, wasn't set to, they didn't fully understand what was happening, that they thought that that would be enough. I get what you're saying. And I'm just telling you that you can't make people do things that you can. No, you can't. You really can't. You can't make them do things. So if they think that they're, if their setup is I'm, 
I'm the decision maker Mm -hmm. and my husband uh, works all day. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to decide how to handle this house sale. That's different. That's a different situation. If the husband already like relays you the entrustment to do so. If they're telling the truth and that is the case, then fine. Then you should go in and be able well, to get so the listing. But if you ask show the question, up and they say, "Well, I've talked to my husband first. Well, if hold they on. say that, then so in the initial pre-qualification call, if you say, you know, oh, okay, so um, you and your husband, when are you both available? You know, do I have a two p.m. or four p.m. which works better? And they say, oh, well, my husband's too busy with work; he won't be there. I'll, I'll, but I'll be there. Okay. Then, well, then I think you ask, yeah. like, oh, okay, great. So at the end of the consultation, um, we're going to prepare for about two to four hours. At the end of the consultation, will you be prepared to make a decision on if you want to list your home with me? Yeah. Right. Or will you need to talk with your husband and review everything? Yeah. And mm-hmm. if the answer is talk with the husband, then mm-hmm. say, great. Right. So I want to make sure that nothing gets lost in translation. And so it's very vital that we meet all together i can Mm -hmm. i can work with his schedule what is his normal time off or whatever um and then try to figure out and you might get screwed here and there throughout the process but you're not trying to get everybody to follow the the rules just as as many of them as you can right 85 percent yeah um also i think it's important we say we said parents kill deals um earlier they they do they do sometimes I think it's important to They're just know. looking out for their kids. They don't have the same expectations, probably. Well, they have no they have idea. No, they have no idea what's going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> they have no I lost idea. control of this thing when he was 18 years old. So what's well, they going on? They don't understand the technology. <laughs> they don't understand the prices they're coming from. They don't understand the prices in this market. A- in this yeah. market, in this part of well, Florida, like they might. Maybe have sold, they do. Maybe they, maybe they do. If There's, they've bought a house recently, yeah. Maybe. But if they haven't, then they don't. I mean, but that's true for anybody, friends, family, yeah. like there's always people in, in clients ears yeah. and the person in their ear usually has no idea what they're, what they're talking, talking about. about. It's, almost, <laughs> it's almost comical. But, but if, if, um, if you know that parents are involved, like if parents come to the, the consultation, then you mm. might want to like then prepare them. Okay, great. So are you guys going to be visiting all the properties with us? Are you involved in the decision-making process? Like, I think it's fair to just ask somebody straight out, like, mm-hmm. are you involved in the decision and you've seen, of which property you've they're going to buy? And you've seen mom show up with son where mom is the decision-maker. Right. And then you've seen the other one where she's trying to undermine the son right. <laughs> to, to you. <laughs> Trying to get like I want him to buy a house here, show him houses here, right. kind of a thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I, I think you the just, relationships are. <laughs> well, that's why we talk about personalities and um, like just there's so much psychology and personality type in this industry when you're dealing with people like this on on the biggest decision of their lives. Um, well, maybe not the biggest decision. Maybe like who you choose as a partner in life or something might be a bigger decision. Um, but. So understanding the dynamics of a relationship, if you can kind of sit back and watch it happen. Yeah, just pay attention. Pay attention to who, what people are saying and how are they're talking to each other. Who's leading the way through the house. And, and then you'll know more like who, who really matters. And well, that's why even when parents aren't involved, when you're showing property to someone, you're trying to figure out who's the decision maker. And then if they separate, which happens all the time, even though you tell them like, we'll stay oh, when together. When they walk through the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they walk through the house, they'll they'll inevitably like people go in different directions. You want to follow around the decision maker. 
because you need their feedback. You need to hear what they have to say because they're the ones who are driving. Like, are we going to make an offer? Or are we not? So you have to like pay attention to those, those personality dynamics and who's, who's doing what. The decision maker needs to be at the appointment. But, D- but you can't. Walking, dad's walking through the house, kicking the tires. <laughs> at, this looks like it's all dry rotted. This oh, is you a, know what's this, even this more is fun? A t- this is a, when, oh, I do. Can no, I what guess? Do you, what do you, what do you think I want to say? When dad was like a plumber <laughs> or like dad was uh, an electrician or a contractor or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything in the house is wrong. Right. <laughs> Who did this plumbing? This is done all wrong. This yeah. is all going to have to come out. There's nothing worse Ugh. than like um, somebody, a, a client that has a, a dad or mom that's either in construction or an attorney. Right. <laughs> The attorneys are always good too. The, either either one of those fields, especially if they're like retired, because they have yeah. nothing else to do but right. be involved. Right. You know, which they care. They're they're caring for their child. Yeah. No, but they're coming from a place of yeah. lack of perspective. Yeah. Well, they just don't know, and like I think you have to remind yourself that it's all fun to talk about and stuff, but you have to you have constantly to, remind yourself yeah. that. Um, all they they just want what's best for their kids, mm-hmm. and they don't know that what's best for their kids is staying out of it. Is, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say is is this house because we've seen ten other ones right, that they that, don't know about that they don't right. they didn't they get to up, see right. They showed up at the inspection, or they showed up. We we've looked at twenty houses or twelve houses. We put in offers. This was this is the one that got accepted. This is the best house that we have, blah, 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 blah. And then they want to my parents are in town. They want to come see it. They don't know any of the backstory of everything that led to this point. Mm-hmm. And so they have no frame of reference except for the house that they bought in nineteen eighty two for hundred and forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And they don't understand how this house is 325. Yeah. It seems well it seems like um they always feel like their kids are overpaying. Even even yeah. even by the way cuz I've done, I've done, been doing this for a while. So even when the prices were lower, like much much lower, like half the price of what houses are today, parents still thought you're They're paying too much for this house. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I want to go back to some of those parents and be like, "So, how do you feel about their They're, decision?" Yeah, how about then? them? That now they want to sell and they're going to sell it for almost twice what they bought it for. So still a bad idea. Right. Should they still have kept looking? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So pa- parents kill deals. Um, but I think if you um, if you know that one's involved in some sh- way, shape or form, like if I think if anybody mentions my mom or dad in your initial call, the mm. consultation mm. or any showing, you should say, yeah, read between you the should, lines. You should bring your mom and dad to the next showing. I'd well, love to meet with them. Or or ask them, like, I would ask first before I would ask that. I would ask, like, oh, where your parents live? Yeah. Do they even live here locally? Because if they don't even live here locally, that's even worse. Because then they don't have any perspective on what of this market. Like, because you can feel, like, sometimes, it, Pat, when we look at houses on the weekends, because sometimes we'll go look at, you know, mountain houses on the app and stuff. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, what? This house is $500,000? Like, it doesn't look that nice. Well, I don't know anything about that location. That yeah. could be like the most premier neighborhood in that town. It has the mm. best sunset view in the mountain. You yeah. don't know that. Top schools. Like, yeah. I mean, I could see the sunset view if it was a photo and then be yeah. like, oh, I see. But there's things that you don't know and you can't know unless you like live in unless, a town and, yeah. and pay attention yeah. to. Or you know the resources just, you need to go to to find them. Right. Maybe high enough up in the mountain to get that view, but close enough to the bottom to be able to get to the highway or to get to the grocery store versus the other house that looks like it's in the same place in the map, but really it's 
around the mountain. You had to drive around the mountain three times in order to get, to get up to it. To get to it, and it's like, well, yeah. So you never know exactly exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. And even if your parents, or if, not your parents, but even if if the parents come into town, it's like my parents have been to Orlando a hundred times. They still don't know their way around anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like when we drive around, it's like they can't. People, you can't expect people to understand the neighborhoods and why this neighborhood is more than this neighborhood right next to each other. Well, and people and have different opinions on uh, even like style and stuff. Oh, that's so, like, true too. Yeah, like, that's a, that's actually a really that's even more. So like, with the historic homes. Well, yes, yeah, somebody could think our house is a big old dump. Right. <laughs> it's a gold mine, guys. Um, I don't know, if it's gold mine, but um, it's a gem that just needs to be shined. Yeah. yeah. Um, but somebody else probably thinks it's a money pit disaster zone <laughs> and um and so when parents come in and they're like like living in you know they they're you know 50 60 70 years old how depending on how old well i guess they would be older than 50 probably but whatever um however old they are they've probably lived in a couple of different homes over time mm-hmm. so the home that they live in might be like nicer than what their kids can afford right so they're imagining that like the they're imagine they're just living in a different world, and yeah. so they look at it and they're like, "Oh, this is really my kid deserves better than this." Yeah, for this price? I want the best for my kids, and well, especially like, well, your kids can't afford anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially since that house is probably has a sticker price on it for three to four times more than what they than what, yeah. than what they paid for their yeah. last really nice house yeah, yeah. that they're that they're living in. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and like you said, like depending on where they are, where they live. Like they, it might be even more so, you know, we've looked every once in a while on Facebook or something, it'll like, it's like old houses that are for sale in like l- the middle of nowhere, South Carolina. And they're like these giant, beautiful, gorgeous estates, you know, with their 8,000 square feet and they're on all these acres and it's like list price, 500,000. What? And it's like, because they're in the middle of nowhere, nowhere. you know? And it's like, you, so you don't know, you know, if you don't know the what you said, which is, oh, do your parents live here? Yeah. And you start to dig in, especially if mom and dad have been mentioned four times in the conversation. Yeah. You have to figure those those questions out, those answers to those questions too, for yeah. sure. If they're in, if they're local and they sound like they're a part of something, like either providing a down payment or co-signing or just any part of the process, like just bring them in. At least get them in there from the very first consultation so that they hear the the part about here's what to expect in the market and they watch like as I open up the search in the MLS and I put in the price range and I put in their criteria and it goes from like thousands of listings for sale to like three, mm-hmm. that at least they'll know like this, okay, great. Yeah. So these are the options for what you're looking for. Yeah. You really should do a parent video, like a parent expectation video to send off to the parents that you know are going to be kind of involved and be like, hey, parents, my name's mean, Catherine Stelges. I'm going to take oh, really good care of your kid. Uh, a, pre- <laughs> a prefab video? Like yeah. A, like, a, uh, like a commercial? Yeah. For the parents to set those like the expectations that are pretty generalized for a buyer or a seller. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> Is that condescending? No. It's just a part of your value. You want to make sure that all who care about the person that you're working on behalf of are in the loop and it's specifically sent to them because you know that their name, mom and dad, has been brought up more than twice. And I feel like they're going to be somebody that's part of well, you don't want some to, conversation. What you don't want to do is is push it in that direction and maybe open a door that doesn't need to be No, open. no. That's why you only do it if you know like heavily mom and dad are going to be part of something. Right. All right. Let's... Uh, 
You ready to take a break? Okay, let's take a quick break. And we're back. So what were we talking about? We were talking about... Appointments? Well, yeah, kind of. Appointments and what to do about them. Well, making sure that they're qualified. That's the most important part. That they're qualified real appointments, that you're not wasting your time, whether they're buyer consultations or listing appointments that everybody is at the appointment when they need to be whether they're buyers you don't want one person well you know what showing up and well so what qualifies people to have an appointment you know i think that's really important is you have to set sort of your standard of like when would i set an appointment with someone because Anybody that's inquiring about real estate, I mean, you could set an appointment with any of them, but should you? Right. (laughs) I mean, if somebody calls in and they want to see a house and you're like, oh, okay, Um, well, yeah, let's let's set a time to get together and meet and then I'll show you that house right after. But I don't ask any other questions. Then I could go sit in that appointment and find out they have zero dollars to their name. And they bought three cars last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or their mom's a realtor. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I mean, any number of things, because you didn't ask any follow-up questions. You're just like, yes, the lead. Um, So I think you have to know a series of things about each, whether it's a buyer or a seller. So if it's a buyer, you need to know, I think you need to know, like, there's an acronym for this that you may have heard of before. And if not, we'll talk about it. Um, (laughs) But it's called the LP Mama. And those are the things that you need to know to determine whether or not you should meet with the person. But then you set a standard of what, depending on how they answer those questions, I will decide if I want to set an appointment with them. So just because I know the answers to those questions doesn't mean they get an appointment. Right. It's, <laughs> right. It's not automatic. It's not a participation trophy. Right. <laughs> yeah. So location, like it's L, location. So if it's a buyer, what location are they looking to buy a home? Price, what budget price range are they in? mortgage have they talked to a mortgage person or will they be paying cash um agent do they have anyone that's been showing them homes or how have they been looking at homes um and then motivation being the most important like why are they doing this and then appointment if it makes sense so if there's time in there for lp mama no it's not but so i have heard some people say lpt mama on the seller side because timing is part of it. But I say that's part of motivation yeah. for the buyer side ah, too. I, yes. If okay. I know their motivation, then I should know their time frame too. And if so if you need to add in the T to remember it, LPT mama. Yeah. Because um, motivation is kind of broad. So yeah. And your timing is important. So yeah. Right. So you do need to know their timing. And in fact, that's my decision maker for if I'm going to meet with them or not most of the time, but other things that might disqualify an appointment for me, location. Like what if they're looking just because they end up calling me or inquiring on our listing or, or coming to an open house that I host or whatever, doesn't mean that they're actually ending up buying in a location that I service. So if somebody inquires and they're like, you know, I think we actually might end up looking in Lakeland. I'll be like, good luck with that. Yeah. Almost two hours away. What happens if they say they call in your listing, which is like in downtown Orlando, but then they say, well, we haven't really decided. It's kind of a toss up between here and Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Then what do you do? Oh, Patrick. Find more motivation as to like what, why they want to buy a home and what, what their like yeah, work but, looks like or school yeah, or but like th- maybe that's all like up in the air like there is no that all 
I mean, obviously you're going to ask more questions, but let's say at the end of the day. You want to go straight down rabbit hole, right? <laughs> no. That's not really. where you're I, taking this. This is informative. I, I, let me, I, okay. Well, uh, maybe that, maybe the, it, maybe it's that, that you're right. Maybe that is a rabbit hole where that, that, that probably doesn't happen very often, right? It happens. I feel for us, like, more than it should. I'm like, wow, well, those are two completely different areas. Between like, like Daytona and here. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it's, because if, if you're not familiar with this area, you can really kind of get on the interstate and drive to the East Coast and be there in 35, 45 minutes. And if you, you know, you know on the highway, not like the side roads and stuff. But I, if you think of like, well, if you live in Los Angeles and you you work in Culver City, but you work in Burbank, it's like, well, that's a two hour drive. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so people like do that all the time, drive for 45 minutes. But in Central Florida, that could be on the coast. Most of the time, if somebody's looking at more than one location, it's because it's not their primary residence. And so uh, um, that could be a... I see. That could be a deal breaker for me to set an appointment, but right. it also might be like, okay, it, it depends on what they say on the call. There's a lot of um, nuance in like whether or not I set an appointment with someone or find them a referral or put them on the back burner and check back in with them. Mm-hmm. So location is important. But if they say, well, we haven't 100% decided, we might want to look in, you know, whatever. What did you say, Lakeland? Um, then I would say, oh, okay, why why are you thinking about both places? Like what's what's in Lakeland? Um, what's in Orlando? And try to understand like, are they going to end up in Orlando? <laughs> yeah. If they are. I feel like I've heard this happen to you before, but I also feel like every time they've always moved here. Well, because Orlando has more to offer than oh, those I guess other that's places. True. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's not I'm, anything. I'm, yeah, that's I'm true. being serious yeah. and 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 joking, but um but it does. So depending on where else they're looking and why they're looking there, I'll determine, does it make sense to meet with them? Because they'll probably end up buying here versus mm-hmm. somewhere else. Um, and then if I'm not sure, I might say... Referral, baby. Well, I might say like, well, it sounds like you have a big decision to make on as you narrow down which location you intend to buy a home in. So why don't I follow up with you yeah. <laughs> in a little bit? But it depends on their situation. Um, I've met with people. But I do see, I do see realtors, like for example, in not specific. I'm not going to be specific on names, but where they do take listings all the way in like Clearwater. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen people in Daytona, like agents from Orlando. My new listing on the beach in Daytona. Well, and listing is different too um, than a buyer. So yeah. I was talking buyers specifically. I wouldn't drive all over town if I thought they might buy somewhere else unless I was pretty sure that they were going to end up here. And then I would probably go ahead and just set the appointment with them and start working with them as a buyer because I'm confident that if I understand their needs and and I think they can realistically find a house here, then I'll get them out there looking at homes. We'll have an offer and be done with it before they even right. step foot in that other town. <laughs> <laughs> but but it just depends on what they say. So location is important. Um, price is important because as you get busier, and this this might sound bad to some people, we don't usually turn people away for price. Like I work at all different price points. But if somebody is looking for something like, I'm 80, just throwing eighty five thousand. Not even no, that. Like, no, I'm like, talking like like thirty five thousand. Like, like I want to buy a piece of land for yeah. thirty five thousand dollars. I'm I'm not going to work out with the, that out in the middle of nowhere. 
because I can't, I don't have time for it. And, um, and again, if you're, if you're brand new, there's no judgment on those people for buying that or anything like that. It's just, this is a business and you have to make business decisions. And sometimes when somebody's looking for something that does not get you the return on the time that it will take to get them that property, right. why would you work that piece of business? Right. Like your job is to make money for your right. business. You have to, yeah. Um, so sometimes the, sometimes the work isn't worth it at the end of the day, if you think about what you are worth hourly and what, how much, how many, you just have to look at it and go, this is a bad business decision yeah. to do this. So price is important so that and, you know that, but also just so you have a general idea of like who these people are and what they're looking for. Yeah. And I was just going to say, oh, I have seen that happen a few times too, where people call and they're like, yeah, I'm looking to buy a piece of land. I want to build uh, a you know, a house on and I've got, I'm looking for maybe an island or something. <laughs> you know, you've had, I've known mo- at least two people that have called that wanted to buy space on an, like one of these little is like this- marshy islands to build on. Is this They're, Richard Branson? No, not that kind of an island. <laughs> okay. Like, like gross little like river island or something that they want to, you know, oh, they have these grandiose ideas of I'm going to build a farm on it or I'm going to do this thing and stuff. Those people well, are always a little nuts. Well, can I, can I, so price, location, price, motivation. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to buy this mm-hmm. island? What is important to you about this? And by when would you like to buy this island? Mm-hmm. I think that's when you have to, as a professional, maybe not shut down their dreams, but put things in a little bit more now, of a realistic perspective I, on like, th- this I, is not going to work. Nope. I hear that. I think, oh, these guys, these, I'm, it's not worth, nope, they're crazy. <laughs> it's not worth the time to get, I mean, I've, I've, I remember a guy who wanted to build one of those houses where you kind of build it into the ground. Yeah. Like where, you know what I mean? Where yep. one of the walls is like out and all the rest of it is buried in the ground and do it like, like 10 miles, like outside of where we live now, basically. And it's like, who like sinkhole party? Well, it's like you, you looked at saw went down a rabbit hole on a website about something. And you're like, I want to do that. I'm well, going to call a realtor. And can I just say that like that? That guy did end up buying a house though. <laughs> so, and that's the thing you have to judge whether or not you think that they're a serious buyer or seller and if you can help them with that and if it makes business sense too. Yeah. And so if somebody is talking real crazy like that, but I hear in their their other the other parts of the conversation, other questions make sense and like, okay, so I get it. So in an ideal world, you would buy this island over here. Mm-hmm. And if that doesn't work out though, you want to buy a primary home <laughs> in a good school zone. In a good school zone for your children. <laughs> right? Is that is that what I heard correctly? Yes. Okay, great. So okay. like So let's I, look let's look for islands. <laughs> we'll set up no, two different searches. No islands and available. See which one gets I mean, the results. We're laughing, but this this happened. So but you just have to listen to what what they're saying and why they're talking about these other things and um and so that's motivation, that's timing, that's understanding their wants and needs. And then, um, you know, agent, has anyone shown you homes? Because if you're already out there looking at houses with an agent that you've signed paperwork with, I'm not going to set an appointment with you. And then um, mortgage, you want to understand how they're going to be paying for this. Um, because again, they could not be qualified to buy it. So they could be serious and like, I'm ready to buy a house. And the bank could say, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> you're, we're not giving you money for this. So so all of those things add up to, do I set an appointment or not? And any one of them could be a deal breaker 
if they're the location's too far, the price is too low, or just doesn't like work financially because of the location or something like that. If they um, can't get a mortgage and they just told me like, yeah, I just talked to the bank and they said they wouldn't give me any financing, but I was wondering if you maybe have some creative ways to get loans. No, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not a personal lender. Uh, and if they have an agent, obviously like that's probably a no go. And then if um, understanding their motivation, if they don't sound like they're serious and they're like, yeah, we're thinking like maybe in two years we're going to mm-hmm. buy a vacation property in Orlando. I'm probably not going to set an appointment. I'm going to be like, okay, great. Well, that sounds like a good plan. And what's important to you about that two-year mark? Oh, well, that's when we retire. Well, okay, great. Well, the market will be completely different in two years than what it is right now. So what I suggest we do is you can play around on my app for a while, and then I'll touch base with you periodically until that time, and then we'll get together and we'll start looking at homes for sale. Sound good? Okay, let's do that. Um, and you can, you you also use, which is true, but use the um, what the market is today will not be what the market is then kind of kind of line to and especially right now that's that's super easy to do but well well, yes because i'm like if i started sending you listings for sale and or we started looking at homes and you're not ready to buy for two years i mean really what's the point of that yeah like the prices will not be the same the houses certainly won't be the same because they'll all be sold tomorrow and you're ready in two years like they go on a 12 by 12 right And then the same thing for a seller, it's just, it's the same kind of thing like location, where's the listing, right? Is this an area that I service and feel comfortable servicing? And we talked about like sometimes going for a listing might be, it might make sense even further out than a buyer would be because you don't have to drive out there as many times. Um, So that can make sense to go a little bit further for a listing. Just know the market. Yeah, don't, I, I, I kind of, I feel uncomfortable sometimes. Um, if it's just somewhere I'm like, I don't even know where that is on a map, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's okay to turn someone away and refer them to someone else, uh, that does know it better. And then you're helping them out and you're helping yourself out because you may not sell that listing because you don't know what you're doing there. That's free money. Um, and then, so location, price, what is their idea price for this home? Like you want to see if they're in the realistic range of um, what it should be worth. Well, what happens when they say, well, well that's why I called you, was to tell me how much the house is. Awesome. Well, I'm here to provide that information mm. for you. No. So I actually, this is something I just learned from that class this too. Hap- because This happens all the time, right? It does happen all the time. And usually I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but one of the things in, in that class, they said uh, the script for that is kind of like, well, I understand. And when I come out to the house, I absolutely will come prepared with some recent sales and we'll talk about what pricing might be realistic to sell your house in today's market. Well, I'm just curious, you know, what what do you think? Like, and then you name off like some numbers. So what are you thinking? Like 300s, 400s, 500s. And by doing that, they'll say, Oh, it forces yeah, four hundreds. Yeah, yeah, forces and them to go. Oh no, that's way too low. Yeah, or no, that's way too high. And then so, and then you. So now so I like know what? the four so, hundreds. So what, like four fifty? Right. Are you thinking like four seventy five? Low fours, four fifty, and then they'll pinpoint a little bit more specifically yeah. because you're you're just prompting them to to dig deeper. Um. So I thought that was a really good takeaway from that class, actually, because that was one of those sticking things where I kind of would look at it like, okay, well, cool. They want my opinion. So maybe they'll be more realistic when I get there, but that's not true. Um, So I think that's a good way to get out of them what they think it's worth. For sure. Um, 
And then uh, motivation, like why are they selling? I mean, that's super important yeah, for, because for you might, sellers. Because you might have a buyer. Well, what do you mean? Because oh, they, might, they might be a buyer too. Yeah, they yeah, could yeah, be yeah. a buyer too. Right. Yeah. But you'd want, and, and if they were a buyer, you'd want to know, do you need to buy first or sell first? Because mm-hmm. then you're going to set your appointment differently. Right. Um, so you do you need to know their motivation and timing. So in, by when do you want to have this home sold and move to Colorado or whatever? Because again, if it's too far out, then what's the point in meeting? But I was just having this conversation earlier because sometimes people will say like, well, I'm probably not ready until like three or four months, but I need, you know, I want to get the information and gather up like what, right. what the house might be worth, make sure it makes sense to sell. So I'll still go on those appointments. I'm going on one today mm-hmm. um, because if because I don't. people need information. People need it's information. Like, and you could, degree. you could do that on the phone. You could do it via email, via Zoom, all those things. Um, Depends and, on where and it that's, is. This one, this one happens to be around the corner from where we are. Yeah. So it makes sense to go. Yeah. Right. Well, if, it was, I, if it was 45 minutes away. And I still, I sometimes, I, I go back and forth on that because. If I don't go to the appointment when they're asking for an appointment, um, somebody else will. Yeah, that's true. And so if if I don't kind of give them a little bit of what they're looking for, then they're just going to go seek that elsewhere. And with so many other agents, like they're going to find people, like multiple people that will go and sit with them and do what they're looking to do yes. and feel heard and feel like they have the information they need. So if I just send an email and say, oh yeah, no problem. I don't need to come out to your house. I'll just send you an email with some information and right. somebody else goes to their house, builds rapport, has a mm-hmm. long conversation with mm-hmm. them. Who's more likely to or get the listing? And, and yeah. gets paperwork signed. Yeah. Well, you could. You could even with a few minutes or a few months out, you could still get them yeah. to commit to that working would be, with you. That would, for me, that's probably what I would do. I would try to get the paperwork signed saying that you know, over the next three months, I'm going to advise you on decisions that you want to make as far as making this house in a putting this house in a situation where you can make the most money is going to take a lot of my expertise in coaching you along the way to make that happen. In which case, I need to know that we're working together. So I would love to be able to sit down and put together a staging plan for you, all of the things that you need to know. I would but love I want, to. I, I, I want to. My new pet peeve. Well, you know, I'm not. I I don't have. I'm. I don't have a script, but. Um, in order for me to do those things and to get my team working on those things, I need a commitment from you that we're going to work together and I'm going to sell this house for you. Sure. Well, so location, price, motivation, timing, agent. You still need to know, do they plan on meeting with other agents and interviewing other agents? Um, and then mortgage. Uh, that part is just... I think it doesn't really matter as much today, but it used to matter because people were underwater on their mortgage. So you actually needed to know before you even got there, like if you're, is this a short sale situation? So not as important today, but it's still good to know, right? Like, are you going into an appointment with somebody who is free and clear, owns Mm -hmm. this free and clear? We still run into Um, problems where people end up at the end of the day, not being able to sell their house because- well, money that's owed or whatever, not even to the bank. On it, the mortgage, it gives you some expectations of like where the if money is very important to all the the process of selling a home, if that's the main priority is. Well, to like, if they have a mortgage, um, you know, even in this market where prices are, are, are strong, if they have a mortgage, they still might be uh, 
having an expectation of walking away with more cash than they actually will because they have a mortgage. Mm -hmm. So it's still good information to have. And if they need to buy and sell, you definitely need that information anyways. Mm -hmm. So, and, and these are just things I think that we get like afraid to ask questions. And it's like, if you go to a doctor's appointment, they make you fill out a big long form about your entire personal history. Um, even yeah. a dentist office has mm-hmm. like a bunch of questions on there that you're like, what, <laughs> why do you need to know that? Um, and so people are used to having questions asked that in a professional context mm-hmm. like that. It's just, if you ask it with this sort of fear behind it, like it's going to sound like then they, yeah, you're then, asking for no, no true reason. Yeah. Well, it's just going to be, people get defensive on that versus it just being matter of fact, yeah. running through the process of questions. And, and it's it, like, and if people are still, well, that's, well, and take and, it as a sign if they're yeah. going to be shifty about, things and not want to get like they're they're telling you they're telling you things yeah by not saying and sometimes people on that initial call like you don't know them and it can be a little weird and i think if it's okay to just tell people like okay great so i look forward to seeing your house and meeting with you about this i have some questions to help me best prepare for our appointment on monday so do you have another like three minutes i'm just going to go through those so i can be prepared Catherine just looked at her watch (laughs) <laughs> she's role-playing <laughs> well it's looking to see yeah i don't know um so but just tell them like in order for me to be best prepared for our appointment i have some questions i need to ask and go through and mm-hmm. and then you go through them it's like people expect that they're gonna have to answer questions it might come off weird though sometimes if you're if you're asking about so do you owe any money on this house <laughs> Like that, I, I don't know you, and I didn't preface that I'm going to ask some questions about your yeah. situation. You have to set, you have to preface it like you just said. Like I've got a series of questions that I want to prepare. Why you're asking those questions, giving them a reason, which is to prepare yeah. for the listing appointment. So you're you're prefacing all of that with with ex, with reasons instead of just saying, "Yeah, so do you guys owe any money on this house, or is it paid off?" Yeah. Or what, whatever. That's a different thing, like just rolling into questions versus giving, saying, okay, now is the question portion. This yeah. will help me help you. Yeah. So, so yeah. LPT. Mama. Mama. And, and then, you know, from there, set your standard. So if a buyer is more than like three or four months out, I'm usually not going to meet with them. If they're not three or four months from buying a house. I will save that meeting for another time. A seller, on the other hand, I might go ahead and meet with them. Yeah. If they're more than six months from selling, I'm probably going to say, yeah, that's a little bit early and here's what we should do next. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then there is no, there is no like exact thing to do after that because it all depends on the situation. Yeah. So. Yeah. That makes sense. But follow up plan, obviously. Follow up, follow up, right. follow up. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break. The Think Live B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Live B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. So we got time for a segment here. Okay. 
It's time to play everyone's favorite guessing game, the top 10. Our contestants will take turns guessing the top 10. The first person to make a mistake loses the round. The contestant that wins the most rounds wins the game. Let's get ready to play. All right, the top 10. Is this a new one? No, we've played this one before. Oh, okay. Um, in fact, Kat, you've won twice. Oh. Kayla oh, okay. has won zero times. Let's I'm go, not, Kayla. I'm not surprised. Let's go, Kayla. <laughs> okay, so you guys, how we play this, we'll go uh, one at a time and take turns. Kat, you'll start us off today. You're allowed to make two wrong guesses, and then after that, you lose the round. Whoever wins the most rounds wins the game. Okay. 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 Put my hoodie on for a <laughs> Two bottles of good cream, six yolks of eggs, one half pound of sugar, one stick of vanilla. This recipe belonged to Thomas Jefferson and is believed to be the oldest recipe for ice cream in the United States and sits in the Library of Congress. In 1984, July became National Ice Cream Month and established National Ice Cream Day as the third Sunday in July. This year, National Ice Cream Day is on July 18th. So today's theme is ice cream. I love ice cream. Which we all know about. So this should be easy for everybody. Okay, we'll see. All right. So, question. So, uh, you we're just going to go back and forth. You're going to go first, and then Kayla, you're going to go second. Okay. And and we'll see how many of these you guys get. Okay. okay. First question. There are literally millions of ice cream brands throughout the world. These are the top ten most popular brands in the United States. Okay. So I could just guess. So you can guess a brand, one brand. Okay. And see if you get get one of the ten, and then if you do, and then scale his turn. Briars, blue ribbon. Nope, that's not how it goes. What? She goes first. Oh, Briars. We, we don't fight back and forth. I just keep. So it's Briars. That's fine. Okay. Okay. So oh, I'm... until you get two wrong, and no, then it goes now, to the next. Now, person. now it's Kayla's turn. Got it. I was jumping the gun. <laughs> I was excited. Blue ribbon. Is that what it's called? No, it's not called that. Blue Ribbon is, perhaps Blue Ribbon is a beer. Uh, Blue Bell. Dang. Is it that? Oh. <laughs> okay, Kayla. Um, oh, man, I don't know. I only know Briars. Uh, you can't do a great uh, fam- value. Famous ice cream brands. Famous Fam- ice cream brands. This I'm is, just thinking tortellini. What are you <laughs> not look- ice cream. Think of all of the places you've eaten ice cream Okay, I think she gets world. a buzzer, right? <laughs> A gelato. That's, that's, that's nothing. I gotta think. Okay, Hagen das. Oh, see, that's a good one. Okay. I think Kath, I think Kayla's done. I think no, she's I'm done really too. trying gotten, to picture. No, him. I mean you've gotten two wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah you, that's you're right. done. Dang you're, it. Okay, done. can I keep going? Yeah. Ben and Jerry's. Oh my goodness. Packing it up. <laughs> Um, okay, that's where I, I'm, I'm over it. Okay, it's uh, Edie's, uh, Talenti. Talenti, that's what I was Is trying to say with tortellini. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep. <laughs> right, right. Dairy Queen. Oh, what? Dippin' Dots. Oh, I love Dippin' Dots. Cold Stone Creamery. That's a good one. Oh. Baskin Robbins. I wasn't oh, thinking Baskin. of the store. I was thinking stores. of like, I was picturing the aisle with the ice cream in it. And I was like, Publix brand. <laughs> Great what, value. Uh, did you say Ben and Jerry's? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Question. So Kat got that one. Question two. 
YouGov surveyed approximately 20,000 adults in the U.S. in a poll released in July of 2020. What are the top 10 ice cream flavors? Is that just Kayla go first then? Yeah, Kayla, you go first. Chocolate. Vanilla. Strawberry. (laughs) Oh, crap. Um, What is the... Okay, I don't particularly like this one, but Moose Tracks. That's a good one. Oh, what? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Oh, yeah, that's one. Yes. Um, Neapolitan. What? what? What are you, 70 years old? I don't know. <laughs> I do like Neapolitan, okay. though. Okay, I got that one. Uh, you the got other two ones ones. were pistachio. Oh, that's a good one. Coffee. Oh, I was going to go with coffee. Rocky next. Road. Cookie dough. Cookie dough. Yeah. Cookies and cream. Butter pecan. Oh, I can't believe I couldn't think of any of them. Butter my mind pecan. went Butter totally pecan's blank. my favorite. Yeah, I know. I, it's not I, fun, is it? <laughs> um, okay. Okay, so it's one and one to one. Okay, uh, next question. So many toppings, so little time. These are the top 10 ice cream toppings according to Ranker.com. Okay, so I go first? Yep. Chocolate fudge. I'm, I'm looking here. Chocolate fudge. Well, you know, like the chocolate, chocolate, I, chocolate syrup, chocolate syrup. Oh, syrup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was like, <laughs> like chocolate fudge, like fudge. No, brownie, well, you like... know what I meant. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> sprinkles, rainbow sprinkles. If you need me to be specific. Um. Oh come <laughs> off, caramel. <laughs> um. Maraschino cherry. Oh, come on. Okay. Cat got that one. I was going to say gummy bears. I'm glad I didn't say that. No, gross. I love gummy bears in it my was, ice cream. The other ones were strawberries, well, chocolate chips, peanut butter cups, mm. M&M's, whipped cream, cookie dough, brownie, and Oreo. Mm. Mm. Oh, food. That's all a bunch of good stuff. Yeah. Like, I thought you guys were going to do much better on this. Well, look, our brains are not in it. <laughs> Okay, so maybe you should have so like Catherine had got, ice cream first. So it's two to one, right? Okay. Catherine's got two. Yeah, Kayla's so got one. Can catch up on this one, Kayla. On a hot summer day, the music of the ice cream truck can be the Pied Piper to kids. What are the top ten ice cream truck treats according Ooh. to Thrillist.com? So these are treats. So not all of these; they're all frozen treats, treats. not necessarily ice, ice cream. cream. Most of them are, but there's a few that's got it. Okay, uh, Kayla, you go first on this one. Bomb pop. What's the bomb pop? It's, the it's a popsicle. Patriotic looking it's one. It's the red, white, and blue. Yes. She only got that one because it was just 4th of July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um, I'm going to go with an ice cream sandwich. That's a good one. Uh, strawberry shortcake. Yes. Orange push pop. Ooh, that's good. Um, what The ones with like SpongeBob and the gumball eyes. <laughs> the cartoon ones. Yes. Brand, it was branded treats. Thank you. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Oh, well, what about the Mickey Mouse? That's the branded that's treats. That's in the branded yeah. treats? I don't know. Oh, what are those? The cone with the, the ice cream and the peanuts or, the and chocolate? Drumstick, yeah. What? what? Okay. Everybody loves that one. That's it. I I'm give just up. I'm telling you. Um, what about the sour one, the sucker punch? I don't I think that's what it's called. Explain it. It's it's in a, a cone type theme, but mm-hmm. it's... um. Like a sorbet, and it has like a little gumball at the bottom of it that's sour. Yes. Screwball. Screwball. That's what it's called. I've never heard of that. That's my favorite. Dreamsicle. 
A what? Dreamsicle. What's a dreamsicle? It's like the orange with the, the vanilla cream. cream. Oh. oh, wait. Got it. You mean creamsicle? That's what I said. I thought you said dreamsicle. That's what they're called, aren't they? Creamsicle. I w- I was, a, they, there is a brand. I would oh, have said is. dreamsicle too. Okay, that's yes. why I asked. That's why I asked. So yes, that, that you got that one. Uh, how many was that? Eight? Yep. It looks like there's two left. Um, Two more. Icy. An icy pop. Okay. Come on. <laughs> Wait, I think she got two wrong. That's two. Is that two? I'm over this. Yeah. So the two that were left are the Choco Taco uh, and the Fudgesicle. Fudgesicle. Those oh, yeah. are good. Yeah. good Klondike one. wasn't on there? Hmm. So uh, what would you do? got that one. So we've got one left just for, for fun. There's time. There's one left. There's more than just cups and cones. There are top. These are the top 10 ice cream desserts. Things made from ice cream, made of ice cream that are desserts. Ice cream cake. <laughs> I think I was supposed to go first. That's why I was pausing. I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't think of any. I can't think of any. It's made with ice cream. Okay, well, I'll just go through them. Catherine, Catherine's got an appointment, and she's she's like, let's wrap this thing up. So uh, it was brownie sundae, fried ice cream, oh. ice cream pie, root beer float, ice cream mm, sandwich. I had a Coke float the other day. Banana split. Had that last night. Ice cream malt, a sundae, regular sundae, and a milkshake. Okay, I wasn't going to get any of those anyways because I, I was thinking, I was of thinking a completely cake. different question. <laughs> Like, I thought it meant something else, so we would have failed anyways. Cat got that one anyways. But I would take a Sunday right now. Small win. Okay, my mom's not going to listen to this until... uh, She never listens to this. Anyways, (laughs) my small win is I got to see my sister get proposed to at Lake Yule yesterday. Oh. That's it was nice. beautiful. It was right when the finale of the fireworks are happening. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. And I had already been recording. So it was all just like magically aligned. I was like, oh, did so that really just happen? So your mom doesn't know yet? No, she doesn't know. Oh, okay. And I'm only saying that because I know she won't listen to this yeah. until she no. finds out in person. Yeah. So I'm safe. So nobody tell her. Nobody say tell- anything. <laughs> Don't tell Kayla's mom. <laughs> um uh, my small win was I did some baking again yesterday, mm-hmm. and actually I, I escalated my my skills, um, and I made a frittata in the morning for breakfast, mm-hmm. wow. prosciutto and spinach and cherry tomatoes. It was delicious, and then I made um, chocolate cupcakes with a, a homemade buttercream icing later, for, and then I bought sprinkles in advance that were 4th of July themed. <sighs> Very yeah, patriotic so. of you, cat. Yeah, I had one. Yeah, I had one yesterday, and then Another I had one today. One today. <laughs> and Kayla, maybe you should bring some home with you. <laughs> I'll take because I see this is going to be a problem <laughs> having all of these bakes, baked goods in the house. And while Catherine was doing that, I was in the front yard raking leaves, <laughs> and I filled twenty bags Holy to cow. the top, and I am about halfway there. Hey guys, don't plant magnolia trees in your front yard <laughs> all right they make a mess uh, this the, uh, me and this tree are gonna have <laughs> a serious conversation about whether or not it should be staying in our front yard <laughs> so a- anyway uh how do we end this thing oh yeah remember rate and review us on itunes it really helps new listeners to find us you can also send questions letters or stories to us at our website 
on seekingthebest.com. You can even leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show. Send us a tweet at seekthebestpod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening and we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. Go to on your appointment, Catherine. This has been a Think Live Be production.